One final day. It all comes down to this. The final moments, the final complaints, the final observations of a year's worth of rodeo that have led us down a cold, icy I-40 to right here in the Valley of Las Vegas to hear these two men. Actually not, one of them's not here, so it's Jesse. <laughs> so please make welcome today's guest host, Jesse Knudsen, who we'll look forward to seeing his hat on luggage, a mere, oh, 16 hours from now inside of what the airport formerly known as McCarran. Yes. And of course, the namesake, the reason, the originator, the guy who solely came up with this. Without any of our help, it would just be him succeeding in a vacuum. Justin Rumford from Ponca City, Oklahoma. The men are here for yes. day number 10. And you know what? Uh, it is so good to be here. Number 10, Jacob. This NFR has been the most fun in the history of all time because of one thing. Your intros have got us a lot of street cred. Ryan Litwin uh, chimed in. He said the only reason he's been listening to Rump Chat is because he wants to hear your intros. So, What can I say? People, people know me. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's from the heart. It's not wrote down either. No, that's, that's all. That's the cool thing. Yeah. And the cool thing is today, uh, since we are in round number 10, Pendleton Whiskey has been one of our main sponsors right here at Rump Chat. Um, and usually they send us 10 bottles of whiskey on day number one. And every day we give away one bottle of whiskey. We didn't get our shipment in until today. So today we have 10 bottles. 10 bottles of whiskey to give away. Do you guys like Pendleton whiskey? Anybody walking by over there? Sir? Look at right that there? vintage Anavar jacket. Hey, come on up here. Come on up here. Come over here. We got to see this. Look at this. Oklahoma City, 1982. Step right up on stage here, sir. Look at this Winston Rodeo Series. Yes. You know what? Your dad is 87. Well, tell him have some 1910 Pendleton whiskey for our Pendleton whiskey fan of the moment since we have. <laughs> oh, she's got on a shirt that says whiskey bent and hell bound. Give her one too. We're not giving away all 10 at the first of the show. Some of you are yeah, actually. We're going to wait till minute 15. You're going to have to hand us some more. Can we? Yeah, yeah. Let's. Yeah, you can't drink it in here unless you do it in the bathroom. And we just uh, got word two NFR tickets to give away too. Yeah, we have two uh, gold buckle seats, and this is not a joke. Pendleton whiskey, Jancy and the gang has give us two front row seats to the tenth round of the NFR that we get to give away. So even if you hate rump chat, even if you comment on Facebook of how I'm fat and and not entertaining. Even if you post on Facebook about John Harrison is funnier than I am, I have the ability to give away two. Well, we do as a team today. So, well, it's your show. It's yeah. rump, it's rump chat. Yeah, for sure. It's not rump and just chat. <laughs> it's been a great NFR all together. Joe Beaver is going to be here in a minute, um, and I really appreciate Joe. And I'll tell you about more about that when he gets here. But you know, uh, Pete Carr from Pete Carr Pro Rodeo every day is sponsors this event, and. Uh, He's been with us for the last four years, and he's done just an amazing job. Tonight from Pete Carr Pro Rodeo, round number 10, Rocker Steiner has got 445 night faded, which goes back to a night jacket, bucking horse, uh, the J-Bar-J, Sparky Dreesen, 
Michigan Monsters, Jim Zinzer. Um, and you know what? That, that definitely could be the round winner tonight. Rocker last night, amazing ride. He's had a great NFR. Um, the other day on Rum Chat, I was talking about Rocker came to my after party at Resorts World and got on stage with his girlfriend and played his guitar. And, uh, and it was awesome. Like, it was so cool. So uh, that, that could be the Clayton Bigelow, Northern California love right there. Clayton Bigelow has got Good Time Charlie. How old is that horse? Good Time Charlie's old. I mean, I want to say that horse was here back in, like, 87. That horse is 23 years old and, uh, and still rocking. So, uh, can, can we talk about other matchups or just Pete's? No, just Pete's. Okay. For now. Chase Brooks, Prefer's Uptuck. Chase Brooks, uh, been riding good. Damian Brennan has Resist All's Larry Culpepper, which is one of the, the million-dollar buys from last year. Horse, they I think set the arena record on at Houston, wasn't it? Yes, and Josh Frost, two forty Preford's time bomb, which uh, Josh Frost just all the those guys all just ride bulls good. They're not real out in the public. They just show up. They wear their super tight pants and ride bulls and do what bull riders do. Um, that's the Pete Carlina. What are you looking at? What well, I'm looking at, Jess Pope. He's got gunfire. Oh, Frontier Rodeo. I believe it's a rematch from a year ago. Well, he got on with Dodge City and was like 106 points. Yeah, and and Jess could be the first Cowboy ever to win four consecutive average titles at the NFL. What's he sitting in the average? He's number one in the average. He has a seven-point lead over Keenan Hayes. Keenan's probably going to win the world, but Jess, unless he messes up big time, he's going to win the average for the fourth year. That's amazing. Well, you know what? You know, Every day we've, uh, we've highlighted several different rodeos. Uh, we've highlighted Kildare, North Dakota. We've highlighted the Buck Days at Corpus Christi, a lot of great rodeos. And the reason we do this, we started this a couple years ago. We want everybody out there listening at home. And by the way, thank you for listening. Uh, we've, we've been getting so many downloads per day. It's just been amazing. But we like to highlight rodeos that make rodeo special. And today, the rodeo of the day that's presenting Rump Chat is a rodeo actually that I've never been to, but I've always seen it. I've heard about it. It's probably one of the most iconic rodeos in the world. And representing them today, Carla Harrison for the rodeo of the day, California Rodeo, Salinas, California. Carla, come on up here. And, and I might mention also her husband, John, is NFR barrel man. Uh, triple crown winner twice. So, um, and Carla is a California girl that somehow ended up in Soper, Oklahoma. Uh, took a wrong turn. Went from the bright lights of California to Soper. Yes, sir. Where there's a gas station. <laughs> there is a gas and station, it- a school, and a post office, and that's about it. Salinas has a lot more to offer, though, than Soper does, so I have more to talk about. <laughs> well, you know, for everybody listening at home or in your car, wherever you're at, the, the thing that I've watched from Salinas that makes it so special, it's the big, it's got the track, it's got the bullfight. It's huge. It's got a lot of stuff going on. All the PRCA events happen on, in the arena. The track is the WPRA bell racing and the local events, but there's something going on at all times. It is it is crazy. It possibly has one of the longest um, 
grand entries, which is the Rodeo Parade, and it ends at the grand. It, the parade ends as the grand. It becomes the grand entry, and it, it just goes on forever. And it makes that show longer, but it makes that show just so traditional. And it it really beckons back to their Spanish roots, and that's why they say Rodeo, not because we're close to Beverly Hills, but because of the Spanish influence in that area. So the rest of us in the rodeo world say Rodeo all the time, but they say Rodeo, and they stay true to that. Well, but also the thing that makes it different is, too, is in the team roping, they come out of one box. The one header bo- and the healer. One box, and in the team roping, it's a 35-foot score, which you guys are rodeo people, and you know. That means that a steer gets so much longer of a head start than any other rodeo. And you're tie down, you're still wrestling, it's a 25-foot score. So it, it, it is crazy. Like, so you know how at Pendleton it's that long lead-up? Everyone's got their thing. Selena's thing is that long score. And you have to have a pretty fast horse to catch your animal. And, you know, I think, too, and uh, when Joe gets up here in a minute, when you think about contestants in rodeo and what they want to win, there's, there's a couple things I think all contestants want to win. But I think maybe even towards the top is the Salinas belt buckle. I agree. That it's just it's an iconic it belt not, buckle. It, it's funny because, like, I don't mean to be weird, but, like, when those better guys walk by and you kind of want to see what buckle they're wearing, <laughs> but you don't want to look like you're staring at crotch, but you kind of. Rumps a buckle well, checker. Well, and think <laughs> of how many bullfighters, you know, want yeah. that buckle. And are, that's the buckle they wear because that. Yeah. Weston's won it. I think Nathan Hart, Ross Hill. There's been quite a few. Cody Emerson's yeah, won it. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The but you would know. You're a buckle checker. So you I, probably know. I am a buckle checker. I'm not a buckle checker in a weird buckle way. Buckle checker. But, I, but I've also noticed, you know, through, well, you, you've known me a long time. You know how I work. Like, I want to see what buckle you wear because, like, obviously you wear the buckle that means the most, I feel. Well, really, I wear the buckle that matches my outfit. You t- well, well, they say every buckle has a story. Yeah, I'm not wearing a buckle. I don't even know what buckle I'm I've been in what Vegas. What are you wearing? I want to know. What I've been in Vegas wearing? for 10 days. I'm just glad to have on underwear at this point. Okay? It's been rough. Uh-huh. It's been good, though. But, you know, uh, the California Rodeo. Um, California Rodeo. 1,400 volunteers there. But can I tell you the best part? They have Benny Blasters and Bloody Marys that are so kick butt that it, um, it makes it almost worth going for the fun. They have that Coors Bowl crossing and then the Crown Royal Saloon, and it just, I mean, it is a party. So John John thought, you know how you you get there and you, you were, we're all set up there? He's like, oh, gosh, you know, we went hard last night, and he thought he had a minute to relax because the first few perfs are later in that evening. He opens the door to our trailer, and they are mixing Bloody Marys on our porch <laughs> at 9 a.m. <laughs> like, it's, it, yeah, you got to be ready for this one. So it's, it's afternoon perf on, like, Tucson. Yes, it is. Well, on Sunday, it's an afternoon perf. We have to be good there because we usually have to boogie pretty hard. To but, you know, um, you know, a lot of people don't understand this. And I have people message me all the time you know people from oklahoma and and kansas and wisconsin that that don't understand rodeo on the west coast and i know that that we're fighting a lot of things on the west coast with rodeo but i'm here to tell you california rodeos are alive they are you go to red bluff you go to santa maria you go to salinas there is so many just outstanding rodeos 
rocking the West Coast that people don't even know about. I agree. I know. When I, you tell them you're from California, you get the eye roll, but they never think of rodeo. They think of, you know, they think of surfing. They think of, I don't know, Hollywood, but they don't think of rodeo. And yeah. it, it, it's a deep-rooted uh, tradition. You've got Clovis. You've got Red Bluff. You've got Salinas. You have some, some of the biggest rodeos out there on the West Coast. Well, Salinas is so iconic because remember the Wrangler World of Rodeos? Yeah. Like back in the early 90s, Salinas was one of the stops. Now, it takes place yeah. in July, and we get to watch it on ESPN in October. Right. But it was still cool to watch it. So it's been a mainstay. And they're one of the first ones that had the bullfights. And when the bullfights uh, quit as the – what was it? The Wrangler – it was the Wrangler bullfights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 2001, then, the Wrangler bullfights quit. Yep. Yeah. And then so then they picked it up, and they just continued it and just had freestyle bullfighting because they loved it so much. It was such a tradition. And so since 1980, they've had bullfights, and they added breakaway a couple years ago, and they said it will be a mainstay with equal purse. Mm-hmm. Breakaway rope. And the coolest thing is, too, no breakaway. I've never seen it because I've never been there, but they bring the fighting bulls in a custom trailer. Uh, that trailer's insane. That sets down on the ground. So when it's time for the bullfighters, when they call for the bulls, the bulls are actually shooting out of the trailer. Out of the trailer. So, because they do it on the track, so they can't let them go out of the buck and shoot. So, they bring that trailer. They load up these Mexican fighting bulls, which loading them has to be a process. And in that trailer, it is a U-shaped chute in there. And they have those fighting bulls. Of course, they're all on the hook. And it is such a popular deal that everyone wants to be on the trailer, standing around it, buy it. But you have to be, like, a special someone to be even close to it. I mean, like, it's a legit, like, rite of passage to be close to that a bullfighting trailer. It's cool. Well, it was cool because back in the day, like George Michaels on the sports machine, like when he was covering the Wrangler bullfight, I mean, like Salinas was always on there, and I've never been there, but like Rump said, it's such a unique atmosphere. Yep, it is. It is totally unique. And like uh, all the, it's such a, um, it's, it, well, Joe Beaver could probably tell you everything about all the timey stuff, but there's a lot of timeys there that, and it, that's, that area just has a lot of great team ropers and timed event guys. And so slack all freaking day long. Like you can hardly find anywhere to park because there's so much of it and so many people there. It, 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 it every part of it is iconic and it's just so cool. I was fortunate enough to grow up in that. My dad used to rope there and uh, just be around all that. It was a lot of fun. I got a funny story to tell you about Dusty Tuckness. Oh my gosh, I Where's have funny Dusty stories at? to tell you about Dusty Tuckness. Let's start Tuckness. Where's Tuckness? Is this Tuckness hour? Okay, let's do so it. So Dusty, all right. the first time that Dusty went to Salinas uh, for the bullfight, we're in Cody and we're all hanging out. He gets back from Salinas and he literally has probably 300 bumper stickers from California Rodeo Salinas. And the yellow ones. Yes, also iconic. Everything that Tuckness owned. Was bumper stickers? Everything he had had at least one Rodeo Salinas. He even took it. Remember, Tuckness, didn't you wrap like a Nike box? What was his makeup kit? Wait, did you do that to be cool or did someone do that to you? He did you it, did it to yourself. He was. Like, he <laughs> got back and he's like, "You will." He's like, "You will never believe where I was." <laughs> he also sold them on eBay. Remember? <laughs> he sold them on eBay. Oh my I, god! I, get your official. Dusty I wonder. I wonder if the bumper sticker. I could just see him like, "Hey, would you like a? You know, like where we have sometimes like stickers and stuff put out. Hey, would you like a bumper sticker?" And then Tuckness just goes and grabs, like, 500 of them. <laughs> I love that he sold them on eBay. So, like, when times no, are I, tough, I, I, I should just... get more rodeo stickers. That's not, The only sti- bumper stickers I ever bought was after I won. Uh, Wrangler Butts Drive Me Nuts. No, no. 
After I won Fort Smith, Arkansas, I spent $1,100 on Show Me Your Hooters bumper stickers. <laughs> <laughs> My wife can verify that. But you know what? I tell you what, the rodeo of the day, Selena's Rodeo, California. Hey, and Check it's, been, them out. it's so nice to be up here and not be called an a-hole. Uh, I'm loving it. Thank I you. Did, I, I, we're in a better spot. Me and Carly didn't get along for a while because we were on vacation together, and a stingray stung. A jellyfish. A jellyfish. We're in the ocean in the Bahamas. And a jellyfish stung my wife on the foot. And if you go- On the arm. On the arm. Oh, my gosh. Gotta pee on it. If you Google uh, that kind of fish attack, you're supposed to pee on it. It, it, uh, Carla, it's a Friends episode. That was on Friends. Carla refused to pee on my wife's arm, so I we didn't. had a little I, bit of a... I couldn't pee on her, I, and you, ever since I couldn't pee on your wife, you've been mad at me and called me an asshole, and we are in a better spot now. <laughs> I never now. said hole, I just said no, ass. No, oh, I thought you said asshole. No, just ass. ass. Hat. You, I, yeah. I heard a lot of things for years, I was yeah. an asshole. <laughs> Anyhow, but um, I mind you, it was her arm, and technically, she could have peed on her own arm. And I just, I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to pee on my friend. I love you too much to pee on you. That's, now this is rub chat. That's, that's rub chat. I'm sorry. Well, Carla, yes. thank you for coming by. Thank we you love you. Thank you for having me. Be sure to thank check you. out the California Rodeo. Rodeo. Yes. Get there. And it's a bucket list rodeo. It is a bucket list. And you've got Pebble Beach right there, Monterey Bay Aquarium. There's so many things to see and do while you're in town. But do, I have to warn all rodeo fans, bring a jacket because the coldest place in America is Salinas Rodeo in July. That fog rolls in, and it gets a little chilly at night. Well, right on. So, well, Carla, thank you right. for stopping thank by. Thank you, Rump. Thank you, Jesse. Thanks for having me. Well, now, th this next guy that we're going to have as a guest on here, I can't tell you what this means to me to have him on here with all he's got going. If you're in Vegas at all, every 10 minutes, Joe Beaver is somewhere doing something. And uh, years ago, when we were at a card table, we were literally at a card table in the Tropicana parking lot, and I called Joe, and he came to our show. And it just meant, it meant a lot to me. I'm sorry. He's just a really good friend. Uh, a friend all in rodeo. Joe Beaver, everybody. Great ambassador for the sport. Yeah, he for sure. Sorry. I choke up. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Baddest man alive, the house that Joe built. You know, we, we actually were in the parking lot at a table. The wind was blowing. It was we terrible. We were trying to hold our all stuff down and trying to stop people at the bullfights to come listen. Yeah. And know, now look what you've done. It, it's been an amazing ride. And, <laughs> and you know, also this summer when I broke my foot at the college finals, one of the first calls, Joe calls me, hey, heard you got roughed up. Just want to make sure you're okay. And that meant a lot because you, you were a busy guy. You And everybody I talked to, for some reason, you always find the time to check on every I'm beginning to wonder if there's more than one Joe how <laughs> you, many Joe Beavs are in Vegas right now you know what everybody that that is made it somewhere somehow has had a ton of people and a ton of support mm -hmm. and and if you get past the point to where you're not taking care of yourself and you're so busy in your own world that you have a chance to help and care and check on people that's the give back fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it's just like, what was I going to do for your foot? I really nothing unless I could help with a surgeon, you know, or help with, you know, committee and go tell him, hey, man, just give him a microphone to tell him to sit still. But it's just, you know, you call. If you care, you call and check. Yeah, that meant a lot. Of, that, that morning you called. And it made me feel so good because I was like, dude, Joe Beaver called me. Because mm -hmm. even though we've been friends for a while, it's still – if. It, well, you, you feel like that with some of your rodeo idols? Like, you see him, like, well, when, I, when I see Roy Duvall, like, I've known Roy my whole life. Yep. And uh, I'm like, I can't believe I'm talking to Roy Duvall, and I've known him for 
it, it's just, it's surreal because we grew up watching you on TV. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden, you, you know, you're calling us, you're checking in on Rump when he, you know, twists his knee at Denver when he, you know, hurts his foot. By twisted knee, you mean spiral tore fracture. Up. <laughs> tore up, yeah. And so, yeah, it's 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 a pretty amazing that the heroes you grew up watching and idolizing now are your friends. Well, we've made it a, a, a ritual, you know, the 10th round. This is, I don't book anything in the mornings because I know we're going to sit around and talk rodeo. We're going to talk about what's happening. But uh, you got to put yourself in my position, too. You know, there's a little guy that just, we took a picture just in and sent it to a friend of mine. But you got to remember that I've known you since you were just a kid. And, and for me to see you pick something that you care about and love and, and, and pursued and been clown of the year so many times and got rump chat going. That also makes me proud to know that at a young age, you know, that you knew what you wanted to do and you pursued it and you made it. And my, my favorite thing, though, is, is just sitting around and talking rodeo. Yep. And, you know, um, that, that's why I love talking with Joe because you're obviously now, <laughs> you're everywhere with the, with the Cowboy <laughs> yeah. Channel. With that, um, you know, our, I want you to talk before we start talking NFR stuff. Since Carla was here with our rodeo of the day at Rodeo Salinas, um, and she's talking about all the tiny vendors that go. Yeah. I've never been there. Hey, I, it was do, one of do my you favorites. Have, do you have the Salinas buckle? I do. Of course you do. Yeah, I do. I have How one. many? Just, just one. one? Yeah, just one. Uh, I worked it, you know, early on. I loved Salinas, and I went. And the older I got and the more surgeries I had, the faster you're going. You know, I wouldn't go unless I needed it because it and Pendleton were two that just, you know, after you've had four or five knee surgeries, ankle surgery, you, you kind of want to protect yourself from those rodeos. But I was lucky enough to get a Salinas buckle, and, you know, I, after I won it, I thought, man, that's an accomplishment because I'm like you. I'm like you about buckles and stuff. You know, it's cool to see who picks and who wants. And, you know, and i got a lot of friends that, that have done a lot for me, and, and they, they'll pick. They want to, they want to pick. Mm-hmm. You, know, you give them a buckle, but they want to pick. And, and I had a dear friend of mine named Calvin Greeley trained a lot of my horses, and he wanted the Salinas buckle. And I was like, mm, pick another one. <laughs> I want that one because it is. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a big rodeo, and it's a big name, and it's something that you want to be able to say, yeah, I put it in my book and I won. I wonder. I wonder if you like, if you went before the performance every night, and uh, you ask every contestant what buckle they would have on. Do you, I'll bet that would be the most worn. We could pick. I bet we yeah. can name the top five. Other, other than the our, our buckle, we can name the top five or six easy. Okay. Of course. Well, you, you got to put the gold buckle up there first. Yes. Well, yeah. Then the average buckle. Yeah. But then you go to rodeos, and I'm going to say, Salinas, Pendleton. Cheyenne. Oh, yeah, Cheyenne, of course. And for some reason, I'm going to throw Oakdale because it had the oak tree on yeah. the buckle. You know, it was made cool. Any bad company series rodeo that anybody ever won back in the day wears the bad company buckle. I, I still rock the bad company everywhere I go. I'm telling you, that's one that I never won. And I did a deal with Mac Altizer this year. I did a, um, a, ser- a show with him, and Casey brought one of those bad company buckles. And they're just the coolest thing ever. But I think the top five, you've got to name those for sure, don't you? Oh, yeah. I, I, I Talk amongst yourself. I got to share. I Do you have, have one? I have a bad company buckle. Oh, you dirty dog. They're the coolest. If you've never seen them, I mean, you know, Mac Altizer. I, I tell them all, every sound person in business should give Mac Altizer a Christmas bonus. Oh, absolutely. Because they would not have a job. It'd still be the organ grinder, you know, backed his truck up to the fence. He, and he, he was the reason that, you know, music has a purpose at rodeo. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, he was. For, like he, Rump's talked about it on the show, but it was so cool because 
He'd have a bucking horse centerfold. Oh, you dirty dog. You do have one. Matt gave me all kinds of stuff. Uh, you know, I went and stayed with him during Del Rio, during the bull riding. We pulled out the old, the old pictures, the old buckles. Oh, um, you got the crew. Matt still got the old Badware yeah, trailer at his trailer. house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the old tag trailer right there. Pro Rodeo's rocking the show. And he, it was. He that's was, where I developed Rope Chats, the name. I, I call it. And I didn't want to steal from Mac, but uh, Mac has been an inspiration to me for a lot of reasons. That's what called Rump Chat Podcast. Pro Rodeo's rocking a show. And, and we did a whole show about Bad Company, and Bronco Dave Jennings came yep, on, yep. and Boyd talked. And, you know, we, we got to get him in the Hall of Fame. They, they hey, I'm telling you, I, did a, I, only, I only had ten shows to pick, right? I did a deal called Winning Ways with Joe B. and Wild Rides. And, and one of my picks was Mac Altizer. And they're like, Mac Altizer? I said, listen. The reason rodeo is where it is today in the, I think, the production part of it is because of Mac Altizer. Mm-hmm. Because he had the foresight to see that we needed music and we needed, you know, sponsors and we needed things to be, you know, we needed three bullfighters instead of two. You know, all that stuff came from Mac Altizer. He was so far ahead of his time. He was so and far. And bullfighters, you just didn't show up to fight bulls. You were dancing bears because remember during the barebacks and Sal, they were clapping. You they put were, a show on they, and then you fought bulls. They, they were you protected riders. They were, That's they right. Were, they were getting the crowd into it during the other events. And it was the atmosphere was like no other. But I still He think, made slack fun, you know, and that doesn't happen. Well, I mean. and he, like, remember he'd have the special section of oh, yeah. bull ride bull, slack mm-hmm. the night before and then put in barrels and stuff. Yeah, and I'll tell you what else he did, too. All you breakaway ropers out there right now, they're, you know, thinking this is just starting. Mac Altizer tried to have breakaway at his a long time ago. So, yeah, we owe a lot to Mac. Um, you know, I would figure you would have at least one bad company buckle because, like, he did buckles at Pecos, Bandera, Poteet. Yeah, uh, places I should have been. <laughs> you know, like, you, yeah. you think of all the, the rodeos that he had um, – Back in the day, and he had a series every year. He had a that's series. what I. That's where they used to, you know, they give the big pretty buckles for circle you the wagons. You had to go to all of them, you know, and we you just had to go to all to of them. them. Yeah, yeah. See, to I beat did. those guys, because the guys in Texas would go to all of them after those buckles. You know, they they were hard to beat. You couldn't if you we were rodeoing and we missed two or three. That was it. You didn't have a chance. Yeah, it, it's so funny. Uh, with the with Casey Dugan and and Bronco Dave and yep. Kayla. Kyla, Kayla, Kayla Calloway, and, uh, you know, all the, the people that were, the, myself, we're still hanging out with Mac. So we got a bunch of the Bad Company hat stickers, right? Like a bunch of them. And uh, I had a guy offer me $250 in the trade show the other day for my hat sticker. Kai Hamilton has got on a Bad Company hat sticker. Because it means and, something. And I couldn't part with it because it was literally a gift from Mac and my wife. Sometimes gets frustrated because I, I, I call him quite a bit. And uh, but you know the the bad company day. Th- those buckles are iconic. Oh man, Salinas. Uh, what's the other buckle? Uh, the oh Cheyenne. And you know Cheyenne is so cool. It's got horseshoes because it's on. the most. It, it and I don't mean this weird, but it's a very plain buckle. It's got the horseshoes. It's on, not. Does it? Yeah, it's got the four the horseshoes. But you can recognize it from here to that sign. You and know what you, I mean? When you see somebody that has that, you yeah. immediately know. Hey, I never got a Cheyenne buckle. You never did. No, one second, like four, three or four times. But you know, I never won Cheyenne. That's one of them you you want to have in your cases at home. But I don't, that's how special that rodeo is. I did. I. Hmm. I won everything, but I never won Cheyenne. That's one the only rodeo I think that I never maybe 
The only one I, I never went to Pecos, but twice or three times I didn't win it. But other than that, that's one of them that you kind of wish you have because every time we somebody names top five, it's going to be Cheyenne's one of them. Right. Well, I mean, you can't get much more iconic than the Cheyenne Frontier days. No, no, I you mean, can't. Pendleton winning the large outdoor of the year. I worked Pendleton for eight years. Randy Brocker and that crew. Uh, Ty Campbell, love them all to death. Great rodeo. But it's it's great because of what it is. Yeah. And that, that's one thing, like, I've been trying to point out through the rodeo of the day. When people always say, what's your favorite rodeo? Well, how do you answer that? You, you can't answer yeah. because they're so different. You know? Yeah. That's like somebody asked me, who's your favorite kid? Well, I have triplets. <laughs> Don't and pick. They're all great. In their own way. Yeah. We get asked that a lot, and you don't want to offend any other committee. Right. But I always tell everybody my favorite rodeo is my next one because yeah. that means I'm still going. Means That's I'm right. still working. Well, yeah. And like Rump said, everyone offers something different. Yeah, because you can't put – you know what? I, I love one of my favorite rodeos to go to, and you went there. And I was like, what the hell is Joe Beaver doing here? <laughs> There's a little rodeo in South Dakota, Burke, South Dakota. It, it, it is cool as it can be. It is in a pasture. And this town is a little bitty town. There's nobody in town, but they pack the stands. And these are rodeo people. They know. Hey, they park in the pasture. Yeah. About behind the, the, the little bit of town, the little motel. That yeah. It's just in the middle of nowhere. But when you drive in and you park, you feel, you know, rodeo enthusiasm. Yeah. It's, it's a real deal. I love that rodeo. But I also think about this. I go to Raleigh, North Carolina, the PNC Center, world's toughest rodeo one night. 16,500 people. Mm -hmm. No concert. Nothing. Just rodeo. It's like Ellensburg. I love it. Go to Ellensburg, and they just keep, you know, they just pack it all the way around you. And there's people everywhere, and the rodeo takes two and a half hours or whatever. Nobody leaves. Well, I think that's one thing when you, like we were talking about with Carla on California rodeos. um, Most of those, what a lot of people don't understand, and a lot of our listeners have never really been out there. But in California rodeos, people don't mind paying for the ticket. But it's it, a lot of I would say probably 90% are afternoon perfs. Yep. And the, the smaller rodeos, Bakersfield, yep. Wood Lake, California. Wood Lake will last for four hours. But nobody cares. Nobody, there's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. Hey, the weather's nice. You're not in town. You're not in the city. They're enjoying it. I mean, you can go to, you can pick. Ten of them in the fall. Yeah, we used to go there in the fall if you were behind or trying to catch up. Tough did it this year. He went to five or he, six. Tough made the came to Sonoma. You know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So Ram, you know, Ramona, Sonoma, Poway, San Bernardino. There is a ton of them. And he, let went me, to, he went to Maine, too. Let me tell you about Sonoma, California. It was probably the coolest event I'd worked all year. Sonoma has the Wing and Barrel Ranch, which is a private club that costs $250,000 a year to be part of this club. So the rodeo is a PRCA rodeo that added 10000 in an event, but they, they don't put out tickets. There's no sponsors. It's just for the members of the Wing and Barrel Club, right? To enjoy. To enjoy. Yep. We were there, um, the Flying U Rodeo, which is my people. Uh, you know, So it's a portable arena behind their club, and this club is obviously immaculate you know uh the the guy that owns the sacramento kings was there you know the all these people they, they were flying in people for the rodeo in helicopters see but and that's, landing them right by that, the arena that's that's the part of rodeo that's so cool that's like when it's set up special that i tell those guys nowadays that they're getting to 
um, enjoy or be a part of. That back in the day, that didn't happen. They didn't have radios like that. You yeah. know, the, that's what I think. All the coverage and all the podcasts you're doing and all the Cowboy Channel TV and all the extras that's bringing more into rodeo, both money wise and people wise, that we need a different feel. Yeah, and the, the, the thing about the wing, the wing and Barrel Ranch, there was only 700 pr- people at the rodeo per day. That's the, you had to be invited. For the hospitality, which was after the rodeo, they brought in the only uh, Golden Star Michelin uh, uh, barbecue guy, a guy named Matt Rich. They bring him in like a gourmet sh- barbecue chef. Done it right. And, I mean, uh, so I'm, I'm there, and like I said, there's no tickets. And it's 700 people, 10,000 at an event, at a beautiful, beautiful place in wine country. And, you know, I'm bebopping around there, and all of a sudden, here comes Tough Cooper. Yeah, he was everywhere and, in the last two weeks. And I was so happy. He won it. Yeah, he won. And I he was, won 20,000 the last, I think, 16 days. You know, but he, but he carried over, too. Look at him now here. Oh. He's he won 120000 and this is the best he's roped out here in five or six years. He's on my fantasy team. And, oh, he's yeah. taking care of you. Need him to win a go round tonight. But, but, you know, the thing about Tough is, like, you know, Tough is a young man, but he seems like he's – because he was here when he was 18. You know, he's been around. But, you know, I, I, just, I just love Tough, and uh, he's got his baby girl, and, and uh, they are – Tough's just roping, and I feel like he's really enjoying it more. Like, yeah, he had to rodeo hard at the end, but, I mean, he, he's what? had a – let's talk about the roping. Let's talk about it. I tell you what, it's, it's so funny when I was talking about the glory days, like the days that Hunter Heron was on the other day. Yeah. And, you know, Hunter, 13 NFRs. He was actually here the last time I made him. That's how long that, he's been that's here. That's what he said. <laughs> and, and I said, you know what, that's cool. You got to rope against Joe Beaver – and Shad Mayfield. Yeah, he's mixed it from the top to the bottom with all of us, you know. And I was his uh, assistant rodeo coach when he's in college, and I'm not trying to take uh, credit, <laughs> credit, but yeah, after, you are. yeah, you are. After he won the round the other night, I texted him, and because I, I was happy, you know, Hunter's an Oklahoma boy, and so uh, I texted him. I said, "Good job, buddy." He said, "Learn from the rump shaker," because <laughs> of course, as anybody knows, I was 13-1 in the college rodeo, um, <laughs> Fort Scott on. Drums, horse, money, but uh, the, the tie-down rope when I was talking about the glory days with with uh, you guys, you and Fred and Blair Burke and Brent Lewis and Cody Ole and I mean, I mean just it was just a it was just amazing. The other night with Haven and Shad, we, we saw a Riley glimpse Webb, of it. We, we saw a Caleb of it. and Riley. We see, it, it felt it brought like, it back, didn't yeah. it? It really did. It, it really brought it back. Because when Haven comes out and goes six five, and then Shad six one, me and Boyd are standing next. I'm like, no, nah, that that Boyd's like that can't be right, you know? Because you know, you've here, never here's seen the deal. Here, what makes it cool, I think, too, is we actually see it's it's a it's you hit me, I'm gonna hit you harder. Yeah, that's how we did it. I mean, if you made a mistake in my day, you were done. You didn't break a barrier or two loop one, and Fred or Cody give you a second chance. They just stomped on you and beat you for the championship. And right now, we're just waiting on one of them to falter, and nobody has through nine go rounds. Oh man, we've those talked- two guys are just trading punches every night. Well, we've talked about it every year that you've been on. Like tie down roping was the event mm-hmm. that you yeah. know in, they in that, the in that frame, the like, raise the roof. Like, yeah, you know, nobody went to go get a soda. Right. They, they, the concession stands, they all came because, like you just said, it was whatever you can do, I can do better. Yep. And then you had guys like, you know, Ricky Hyde, 
Yep. You know, that you know, it was Ricky. Right? Yeah, Ricky and Ronnie that, both made him, and that, Ricky showed that, him win three go-rounds, you yeah. know, whatever. I mean, a guy yeah. that, you know, just went to help his brother, yep. he's, he's setting world records. Yep. yep. You know, it was it was so exciting to watch, and like like Rump said the other night, we caught a little glimpse of that. And, I, it, and you know what? I was pumped for it. Like, it tonight's going to uh, tell the tale. I mean, it, it, it's Riley Webb's to win. He's won it, unless he fumbles. And if he fumbles the ball, Haven Medjid, Haven's fixing to tear up the 10-head average record. I mean, he's fixing to demolish it. I think the longest he's been is eight, one or two, on nine calves. So he's going to tear it up. But that's the fun part of rodeo. The Kai Hamilton, you know, that's the fun part. Mm -hmm. He's challenging. You know, Stetson got hurt, couldn't compete. But here comes Sage, and all of a sudden Sage that one night wins all the money, half the money, two nights in a row. We're like, oh, we got a battle. Kai steps up and says, no, I'm going to hit you in the mouth. Yeah, it's uh, the round ten is always. It's just a my. For all of us at work out here, by the time you get to round 10, you're, and I'm sure you are too, you're tired and you're worn out. and you're, Even though you're not sick, you can't hardly talk sometimes because. Well, we've been here since November. Yeah. 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 But, this, but I, round I, 10 brings you back. Um, the, one, the one thing in the, calf, in the calf rope this year, I just, and he doesn't get enough recognition, but Caleb Smith oh, is man. one of the baddest cats alive. Like, he's just no, so he, quiet. He's, he's one of the top ten thing. ever. Yeah. He, he's just so fun. And I, I heard a rumor, and I haven't talked to him, but they said that he's not going to go next year. No, he's done. He's and done. Like, I just hated that because I don't want him to be done. Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, we, we, is that weird? We as, spec, we as spectators and lovers of the sport don't want to see greatness walk away. You know, because he is one of the greatest. But, you know, I talked to him the other day about it, and he said, you know, Coming up, we didn't have a lot of means, and my mom and dad did everything they could, took me everywhere in the world, and he said, I've got three kids, and he said, I'm lucky, you know, I have the means now, I, I want to I walk away, and I want to take them and give them the chance, and he said, you know, I, I'm okay with that, if that's, you know, a good feeling, I said, let me tell you, if you're good with it, it doesn't matter everybody, we all think, mm -hmm. but we're going to hate not having him here because when he shows up to big occasions. And, you know, he's already got 15001 for next year. He's already, you know, he's, he's got money won. He's doing and fine. And he said, I'm going to go to Houston. And I said, okay, if you win Houston, we'll see you somewhere else. Yeah. And if not, you know, he's going to go. And, and the, the, other, the, the part that is unbelievable to me, every go-around win, every average win, which is three or four now, every go buckle, has been on one horse pockets. One. He gave 60000 I think, for him, and he's won a million and a half. Oh, yeah. That doesn't happen. And so let, let's ask you about Riley and Haven, because you said Riley's to lose. So Haven, he's going to have to win the go-around, and Riley's got to mess up. What are their mindsets tonight? You know, I, Haven, he stopped me last night when I was walking out after TV, and he said, man, Joby, what else can I do? And I said, you, you don't do anything else. You, you've done all you can do all week. You've hit him in the mouth every night, and he's took the punch and hit you back. And I said, if he if he wins it tomorrow night, he was way ahead when he got got in here. But you have to look back and see what you've done. And I said, tomorrow night, you don't back off any. You know, you're, you're in a rope first. He's going to be last. You don't open the door to where all he has to do is shut it. So don't break the barrier. Don't miss. You know, go be fast as you can be. But make him finish the job and I think Riley Webb I, I was walking into the elevator and he come by and he was telling me what he did wrong last night and I looked at him I said you've done nothing wrong all week you changed horses when you needed to you've won when you needed to 
The gold buckle is yours if you tie the last one down. Uh, roughly how many guys come to you for advice this week? Oh, you know, I don't think they come for advice. I think they just want some reassurance, you know. And and, and, the, and I talk to a lot of them. I mean, you know, probably eight or seven or eight or nine out of the top 15 we, during the week we converse, you know. And a couple of them, my opinions didn't matter, but I, but they asked and I told them. And a couple of them, you know, like changing horses and stuff. I, you know, I, I, I just think if things aren't working, change things. And Weston Hughes, last night I've been trying to get him changed horses all week. And last night he changed and he wanted to go around, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it's fun to be able to give your input. But, again, you know, I don't want to be the old guy who thinks he knows everything and just volunteer. Weston Hughes is my favorite guy to watch tie The Tasmanian cat. Devil. I feel like when Weston is ready to tie, he could tie a bloomer trailer if he put his mind to it. His uncle owns an RV dealership outside of Austin. He does, and, yes, yes. And so, uh, you know, a lot of times when we're doing different rodeo stuff, we were, uh, we were doing a promo at the uh, RV place here in Austin, and this, uh, this random dude's like, yeah, my, my nephew ropes. And, oh, sure. Because yeah, you get that you all know the time. That. Yeah. Like, yeah. you ever heard of Jim Smith? You know? <laughs> yeah. My nephew is Carl Lovington. He <laughs> ropes at the uh, NCBRA there in uh, Amarillo. And, and it, he, I said, well, who's your nephew? He goes, Weston Hughes. Said, no, no shit. And, I mean, Weston, I love the Tasmanian devil because that dude, he's got his own deal. Oh, I man. Mean, I, he attacks. Everything he does is you know, full force. Do you know that he rode barebacks? Oh, yeah. No, I got the video. Yeah. Yeah, I got Did the you know video. That? No. I well, it, didn't, it didn't go well. The first one was pretty good. The second one, he broke his arm and missed the rest of the year to rope calves, so that was it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, like I said, the, the whole tie-down roping deal, it, is, it has been magical for me this year because, like I told you the other day, it, it is feeling like the old days, especially the other day I was so – bummed when Shad's calf got up, but he got on his horse and he was doing the, <laughs> it reminded me of the polish in the buckle. And yeah. I mean, it, and for those guys to, to go do that and tough, I feel like tough is in a different part of his life where like, you know, when he was younger, when he was the, the brand new kid on the block and he was doing a lot now, he just wants to show up and rope and do good, um, win some dough and, and, and get out of Vegas. And so we've been here for 19 years seems like if you've been here for three weeks it's funny though too i think now I, we haven't seen him be this aggressive and offensive in a long time but i think he quit worrying about what everybody else and their thinks says cares and you know i told him one time I, this summer i said hey man you just go rope and you win they'll 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 judge you how they want to and you know when i was talking to hunter the other day on here it's um growing up around and with jerome sneeberger i seen how much people People that love to rope, love to rope. And when Jerome was getting ready for the NFR, he would run and tie and run and tie. And I know that because I ran the shoot for him. But, I mean, the, the, all these guys, uh, you know, a lot of these team ropers, they're getting up every morning and going and roping outside of town. They're practicing. Derek Begay went in day work the other day. <laughs> and, it's and crazy how Derek's much Derek's not yeah. had a great finals uh, and, and roped good, but just – He's going to win the average. You know, you catch know, it tonight, he's going to win the average. He just, he just never goes away. He just he just gets it done. I was glad to see Patrick Smith. Mm, you yeah, know. they had a bad long week compared to last year. You know, that's what's funny about the finals. People don't understand, I think. You can be – last year, Patrick and Tanner were spot on. No mistakes, 200,000, whatever they won. You know, almost won the world, won the average, everything just bang, bang. This year, just struggle bus, struggle bus, struggle bus. And it can happen. You know, I – 
to talk to Cody Devers. He won the round last night. Cody Devers finally won the round yep. in the bulldogging. So he's on the show getting his buckle last night. And and the first year he made the finals, Torres Peck or whatever yeah. out before. And he still tried. He tried he to bulldog. There's no way terrible. you can do that with one arm. So painful but to he, watch. But, he, but he, was, he said last night it meant so much to finally make the finals. I couldn't turn out. And then this year he comes back healthy, thinks he's going to win a lot, and does not win a dime until the ninth round and wins first. And he said it's all worth it. That's what a win here means. Um, in, the, in the steer wrestling event, one of my biggest – my biggest buddies, my, my guy that I just love. I think he's a great human. He's awesome to be around. Poor Will Loomis has just had a rough oh, finals. Uh, Broke know, out the other night to win the round. I, I've been so bummed for Will. I love me Will. Me too. Me too. He's and, like, yeah, he's like, I've known him as long as I've known you since, you know, y'all were just a little bitty ones. I rodeo with this Uncle Bob, Bob and Bill and I. In the that's, 90s. That's the 98, who I rodeoed yeah. with, you know. And, he rodeoed uh, – Bob rodeo with Mike Smith and the bad crew from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. yeah, it's not, it, and it's the same deal. You know, one night, the first, right off the bat, he kind of got a, I'm not going to say a bad gate, a little unread right there, and he breaks a barrier to win something, and from then on, downhill. Yeah. He just can't turn it around. I think he's, I think he's won $2,600 total. Yeah, actually, I mean, if I get on my pro fantasy rodeo right now, you'll know. So what what do you, what, what does a contestant do when they are in that slump here? Because other rodeos, you can say, well, you know, I just need to take a day off and turn yeah. out and, and clear your mind. Here, you can't turn out. You know. So what what do they do to try to get back? This, a steer wrestler's not going to do what other guys are going to do, because steer wrestlers are friend, loyal and they're friends and they're tight knit. So. You know, I had three, four guys this week, and the team were open and the tie down were open. We talked about it, it was going terrible. You know, change horses, change ropes, change women if you can afford it, change <laughs> underwear, change whatever you have to Just, do to, to try to bring you out of this. And, but, but, a, but a steer wrestler is not going to do it, Rump. Are they? They're, they're loyal, they're friend, they're family. They're going to ride you to the end, whether they need it to or not. They're going to. They're going to keep the same hazer. They're going to keep the same goes. They're a different breed. Um, Eve Rocker and I talked about the other night, and Sid, you know, one night that horse jerked a poo waddle out of him, the big paint, just mm-hmm. jerked him all over and soared him up. So in the barrack riding, I said, you know what, Sid, what's he going to do different? He said, man, he's going to just lay low, relax all day, get by a couple, and then he'll come back because he won't be sore. You know, steer wrestlers don't do that. They keep going at them the same way, on the same horses, and the same every night. And it, I think that's why they can't turn it around sometimes. You think, Rump? Yeah, and I, I think here, too, it's like uh, when you switch rodeos, at like not as a contestant, but Jesse and I as contract personnel, when you switch rodeos, you kind of feel like you get a start over. Mm-hmm. No here. No not start here. overs. So, like, if you go to – Say you're going to a couple rodeos during the busy season. You go to Salinas, you don't do any good. You go to Nampa, you don't do any good. Let's take three days off and show them Caldwell and win. Well, and, and, and everything changes. The arenas change. The horses buck different. Yeah. The score changes in the timed events. The calorie. So you get a change. Here, it's the same grind and, every day. And I think you get to the point where you're like, you've spent so much money. And for everybody listening, oh, I, I can't even imagine – well, I know what it cost me. I rodeoed every weekend, and as well as John Harrison. We rodeoed every year, every weekend almost from January until November 10th. 
and we're guaranteed paychecks. Yep. We know where we're going. Yep. We know what we're making. But last year, and I'll announce on here, I spent thirty thousand dollars in diesel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that that's that's knowing that. So uh, I don't think a lot of people understand that these guys once they get here, they're pretty much a break even until you get to the NFR, and then what you want at the NFR is what you make for the year. Hey, I'm telling you, my wife. Is that can, right? My wife can tell you. You're, there was a many years that I got here, and when they give you the check for making it, you send it home to pay credit cards off. And then you wrote for whatever's clear the rest of the time. Yeah. You know? And look right now. Riley Webb. Riley Webb, I will say this about this kid. This is what I admire about him. He spent, he spent more money on two horses this year than he's going to win this year. But those horses are going to last four or five, three or four years. And, and investment, he's, yeah. But you, but you got to have the guts to write a check for two hundred thousand. Oh, you know, God. you give two hundred thousand for a horse. He bought the best horse in the business, and it elevated him immensely. But he's got two hundred thousand. That even if you get a deal on a trailer, you're going to have over a hundred thousand. You got seventy or eighty in a truck. You got nowadays. You got you know five hundred a week in a driver. You've got diesel. You go by yourself. You got. It's cost. You better win when you get here. That and that's the other thing. You, you, I think you just hit on. You're stuck here, and you're stuck in the mode, and you can't get out of it. And after about five rounds, man, mentally it challenges you. Yeah, because you're like, man, I, I, I gotta win. Yeah, well, we've exactly. we, we've told the story before. When Lyle Sankey was riding oh, yeah. here, he was in a slump, and he wanted to enter the Buckingstock sale. This well, they, is, this is before the contracts when you could. Yeah. Do that. And so they wouldn't let him enter the sale. So he bought a bull for $800 and said, run him back in. I'm going to resell him, and I'm getting on him because he needed to get on a practice bull. And, of course, you know, so he was able to since he owned the bull. But, like, Lee Akins, when Lee Akins came here, he was in a slump, and he went and stayed 40 miles away because he said, I need to get back in the groove of driving a distance to the rodeo and get away from Vegas. So mind games are, are huge out here, aren't they? You know, and I think that's what – well, I don't want to – Tap rump. That's what separates the big winners and the yeah. guys that win the championships, uh, m- multiple championships. you got to be – I tell everybody in my clinics, you know, we compete from here down, we win from here up. And if that wasn't a fact, I would have quit winning way before I did because my body was shot. But you, from here up, you can do a lot. You know, uh, the one guy that I have been happy for, my man Stan Branco. I mean, come Shout back. Chilla. Ten years later. You know me, I'm kind of a – Kansas, Oklahoma, Northern California guy uh, with all the time I spend out there. I'm so happy for Stan. Stan and Hunter are, are two of the last guys from my era yep. still yep. rodeoing since Hunter Cure got done. And, but Stan, yeah, 10 years later, he's had a great NFR, bulldogged great. Um, in the barrel racing, I, I bought in my team, Haley, and uh, last night was good. I thought Haley would win a lot more. But, you know, I mean, these things happen. You just – when you talk about um, – what were we talking about the other day? Uh, oh, reality TV and how they script reality TV. It's not real. Yeah, but the NFR is, is reality is, TV. Yeah, yep. Like tonight – and what's with, happened with Kai? Yep. With him getting KO'd and then the two-perf deal. And so, like, they and, were going to let him get on both bulls, but then they said he can't and because of the – like, if he turned out one, he couldn't get on another – because of the protocol, but there's never been two perfs in one day at the NFR. And which, for everything that's went down is nuts. Yeah. Fred, Fred and I, Fred Betcher and I, we talked about that the other day because if you, you know, turn out a one, yeah. you got to turn out a two. But it's like the concussion protocol. 
And Fred, Fred said he's going to try to write a rule and propose it because you could not pass the concussion protocol on Tuesday, but pass it Wednesday. Yeah. And so, but now you're punishing this guy. But, you know, there was a lot of debate. Well, Kai shouldn't be getting on, you know, brains. You don't be messing with brains. But he passed the concussion he's, protocol. And he's, he's the world champion. But, but he did yeah. pass the like. But, but he, yeah. They didn't just let him no, back on. No, no they everybody didn't. said, "Well, he just got back on." I mean, but let me tell you something else too. This guy right here, I've seen this guy walk in the arena and fight bulls when he couldn't hardly get around. Oh yeah, you know, I've seen guys back in there nod their head when they couldn't hardly bend a knee. You know, much less catch a steer and throw him. So you got to remember too, you're dealing with heart. Cody Ole at the NFR when his leg was broken. Yep. When his knee was off and he still tied his calf. You're dealing with hard here that we don't, you know, if a fight breaks, I had an old man tell me this one time. He said, if you're ever at a large convention and there's thousands of people and a fight breaks out, he said, if you have five good friends that are cowboy tough, you can fight the whole bunch. Shit. When I think that, it, it what separates cowboys from all the other sports, because like, Kai wasn't getting paid unless he got on or tried to win. And yeah. I mean, you see, like, you see the meme about the Chargers quarterback that, you know, broke his pinky. Yeah, yeah he's getting his, paid. Yep. And, and yeah, I just – I think we're always going to remember Kai this year. I think that's what's going to stand out This was Kai's NFR. Yep. Yes, and, he, and he, took a, he took charge of it. When he did that and got on to that day and won all that money, he took charge of his career right there, I think. I think by him just getting on because, like, Boyd and I were told that he wasn't getting on, and all of a sudden – so then – we thought, well, maybe he's going to, you know, hang on to the back of the chute so he can get on later yeah. that tonight. And then I, he was taking his rap. I was like, crap, he's doing it. Yeah. And then he comes out and rides and then well, wins around that. And night. some of that, I got to give a little shout out. I've been around these boys a lot. Um, but Kai is, he's a cowboy. He's not a bull rider. He's a cowboy. And where he has been getting ready for the NFR and he lives – 1.3 miles away from Bucktown, USA, which is J.B. Mooney's place. You know, those boys, they ride bulls. Well, And, and I mean not just a few. like They practice. Kai, yeah. <laughs> Kai will get on eight bulls a day. But you, J.B.'s always preached that. You want to be a bull rider, ride bulls, just like I was talking about with Jerome. Yeah. Jerome would run 40 calves yeah. and tie, rope, rope and tie, 40 calves, and then tie from the post. Like, Kai – Gets on bulls but now, all the time. But now we go back to the spring. Remember when Kai was in a slump? And what did he say? What, you know, because he got rid of his helmet, went to the cowboy hat, not saying that that changed everything around, but he said he was hanging, he started hanging out with JB. Yeah. And you always hear the, the, you know, the saying, winners surround yourself with other winners. Yeah. And it, his riding went to another level once he starts, you know, not, nothing against Stetson, obviously he's the world champion, but maybe JB helped pull a little bit more out of them. Yeah, and him and Stetson, they're, they're buddies. And, and you know, I want to I give Stetson a shout-out. The Wright family, man, they're just good folks. We're all staying together at Resorts World. And that Stetson, when he walks through that casino, he will stop every five foot and take a picture and shake a hand. Like, there, there are so many good folks out here. It seems weird, though, that only two of them were at the finals. I know, right? This year. But he's, he's been great for rodeo. I think so. Uh, yeah, I'm just glad he. I'm glad he backed out before he got. You know, because he's gonna get. And you could get hurt when you can't control your legs. And and I went through that deal. They tried to get me to go to Philadelphia and and get it fixed, hamstring. And I was at the end of my career, kind of, and I just played it off. But I went. I told him. I said, Listen, I fought it for three years. I taped my leg. It looked like that Pendleton bottle, you know, just <laughs> tore all the skin off for three years. 
just a rope. I can't even imagine trying to ride a bull with it because if you stepped out of the shower or you had socks on and you slip a little bit, it'd just pop away and fall down in your leg again, you know. So I remember one of the coolest pictures I ever saw of you in the Prodeo Sports News is you had that little pedal bike. Oh, yeah, on, on the, top of my trailer. On the top yeah. of your trailer. And there was, <laughs> they, they put a picture of you in the Sports News, you know, yeah. getting your workout in on top yeah. of the trailer. I thought, I wow, did. that's pretty cool. Yeah, you still got the bike? It, it went with that trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I tell you what, uh, you know, overall, it's just when they were talking about the uh, about the injuries and, you know, when he was talking about wanting to get back, it, it kind of cracked me up. He's like, oh, man, he can't wait to get back. But us in rodeo, you know, we don't get paid unless we're going. And that's that's the hard part, because like when I got hurt at Denver, I called Ashley. Ashley, you can verify this story. I called Ashley and I was crying because I couldn't walk. And I'm like, what am I going to do? And she's like toughen up pussy like you you're gonna be fine but you know what i'm saying it, and it's not that i'm like oh god i i have this love in my heart of rodeo i need to get back in my mind i'm going i got three kids i gotta feed my kid you know i'm Just like this shit run around that boot same thing yeah same thing what are you gonna do sit around and, and hope they give you a little severance pay the, no. the lucky thing on this broken foot from the college finals it's a liz frank fracture which means it broke between the joints so it's not going to get any worse or any better because it won't grow back. It's going to have to be fused. So, you know, I've, I've practically got a foot that, you know, I can just wait till I break it again. Then I'll have the surgery. Then it'll all be fine. I'll break it again. Just yeah. stay off. Yeah, but uh, the, the NFR as a whole this year, I, it's, I think it's been one of the most amazing. You know, when you're talking about Rocker, uh, you know, I, I love that guy. We have a, you know, I rodeoed with Sid. Yep. One of my favorite stories, me and Sid were talking about this summer. When Sid rodeoed, everybody loved Sid. Uh, the oldest grandma there, the youngest teenage girl. So we're, we're at Fort Smith, Arkansas, and uh, we're up in the slack. And this is when I was young and single. And if you've ever been to a perf in Fort Smith, man, it's a, you can meet some friendly. It's an experience. <laughs> you can meet some friendly <laughs> girls. And so I put on – I never dressed up, man. I rodeoed with Jewel and Drew and Shane. We never looked nice. But that night I put on starch jeans. I had on a white shirt. Man, I had on a brand-new straw hat, and I'm like, man, I'm going to be looking good. And so uh, that night, Ricky Huddleston asked for me to push a steer, and I said no. <laughs> I said, man, I would push it, but I'm all dressed up. And uh, I'm like, man, I don't get shit on you. I got this outfit. And Sid, about two minutes later, Sid goes, rump, push my steer. Yes, sir. You know, And I get in there, and this steer just <laughs> shits all over all over my stuff, and so me and Sid have joked around about that, but, you know, Rocker getting the, the round win last night, um, you know, he, he's rode third, third round win. Yeah, One, winning three. the first two. Mm-hmm. He got on some hard ones to ride. You I know, mean, we were talking about last night was pretty cool, I thought. And here's another deal. You know, everybody wants to down on him and dash on him and the way he is and all that. If you knew his dad, it's their passion, man. Yeah. That's the way they are. It's internal. It's not meant to be – you know, outside harm and, you know, the way they are. That's them. Well, that, They feel they're internal. They're, that's, they're that tight wound, you know? That's what I, I've told everybody about, like, me on the Cowboy Channel and people that I've never met will get on there and be like, I hate Justin Rumford. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Hate, and I would say, you know, it's okay if you hate me as a rodeo clown. I get it. If you hate me as something I do in the arena, I get it. But don't say you hate me. Personally, because we don't know each other. Rocker's a good soul. 
He's, he's a, a good, good kid. Dude. Sid's awesome. Kid. It's Sid, you know, not better family than Bobby and Sid ever. And but Sid's going to be a coach for the Kid Rock Rodeo team. Guess who his assistant is? Who? You are? Yes, sir. He, <laughs> no shit. He got me to be his assistant. So, yeah, we're going to mess that up. That is yeah. going to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, but, but last he, night, what was cool, I thought, here, okay, so here, here's a guy that they're, you know, talking about, however you want to talk about him. But the, the, the first horse he won the round on, no stats. Yeah. Six-year-old, hadn't been very much, didn't know what he was going to do. You know, last night, re-ride the, in the first time he come through, I think he was in a re-ride pen, no stats much. Another six-year-old, hadn't been to five or six rodeos. Rocker wins a round on both of them. So say what you want to about him, however you want to about whatever, but don't talk about his riding because he just won two rounds on horses nobody knew. Yeah. That means he picked them up. He marked them good. He picked them up. He kept them tight, stacked up in front of the chute. He never let them get long, got behind. So you can't pick at the boy for stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people pick on him because they, he doesn't fit their narrative. You know, oh, they, I know exactly. And, 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 and trust they, me, and, in 85, when I got in here, I did not fit any of their stuff. I'm, I'm the reason you have to have a button-up shirt at the national finals because I wore pullover polos, you know, and my hair was long as Rockers, and I did way worse stuff than Rockers Steiner's and, ever and done. The thing and, that, and you rocked your leather knee brace. And I had that old that $10 knee brace, upset yeah. me with Rockers is a lot of people say, well, everything was given to him. Okay, well, first of all, like when he beat Virgil down at the – Darby Extreme, Grandpa and Dad had nothing to do with that. That was all him. Yeah, nobody was holding his hand and, and gluing him down, were they? And exactly. And as a parent, we all you do stuff to help your children succeed, whether that's be a basketball player, yep. a team rope, or what. So he had opportunities as parent, and we want to hate on the kid. But like I said, when he beat Virgil down for a world record, yep. that was all hey, him. Is he was given an opportunity and a spark when he was born. But whether you use that or not is entirely up to you and what you do with it. It's not about how it's going to well, work out. And the last thing I'm going to say about this whole deal is, and it, same way in the time events, you see this all year, especially with our youth events that have 250 yes. ropers. Like, you see the best kids roping, and they're like, well, yeah, his dad bought him a $150,000 horse. Well, guess what? That kid still has to get on that horse and rope mm-hmm. and has to tie down. Like, and he's got a flank and tie. Yeah. And he's got to practice. Just when like it comes down said. to yep. it, it's, it's the individual. It ain't nobody else. But That's what's special about our event and special about what you do at Rump Chat. Oh, man. It's just you, and you're doing it on your own. And, and we do own. rodeo the way we do it, and we <laughs> roll with our flow. Well, we're going to let you go because you got another show, so you better be bailing out of here. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the great Joe Beaver, glad to call you, my friend. Put it on the book for next year, round number 10. We have come a long way since the parking lot at the Tropicana, Look at baby. This. Isn't this beautiful? <laughs> thank, thank you for everything you've done for rodeo. Yes. I mean, like, Phillips, Wisconsin, you got done team roping. Hey, you got an interview, rode over. The coolest thing about what he did this summer, Gary, New York, he's in Slack that doesn't start till one thirty. We asked him to be part of our opening ceremonies at 8. He was there. Yep. He'll do whatever he can to help that rodeo. The, the so rodeo. Th- so thank you for everything yep. you've done. Well, at yeah. the end of the day, and I'll say this, my grandfather said this. Cotton Rosser told me this. He said, it doesn't matter how good you are. When you're done rodeo and people don't care what you've won, they remember the kind of person you are outside the arena. You're right. And you're a gold buckle dude outside the arena, buddy. Well, thanks. It's been fun with y'all. Y'all and enjoy I'm, this show and support this man because he does a lot for rodeo. And I'm kissing your ass, too, because you got to be on here next year. Now, number 10. <laughs> y'all see it. Joe Beaver's going to be back on. Well, nobody go anywhere. It's time to do a little giveaways. Uh, tonight is the most 
famous night of the rodeo, round number 10. I got two tickets for free. Awesome tickets from Pendleton Whiskey. Who wants to go to the rodeo tonight? Now, you, you can't sell the tickets like they've done in the... You know, last year I gave away two tickets, and they put them on Facebook and sold them for $1,000 more than I gave them away for. Oh, hold on. We got one more? What? Oh, yeah, we got to get a picture. Okay, so right here in this area. Do you, have, do you have a trivia question? I do have a trivia question. Can we prove it this time? Yes, Unlike we can. Ted Noose and Charles Sampson. Okay. How many, okay, here, do you, do you have a trivia question? Yeah, I have a trivia question. Okay. If you answer this trivia it's question probably, correct, it's probably, it's probably don't pretty. just yell it out. Put your hand in the air. We will call on you for two tickets to the NFR tonight from our friends in Pendleton Whiskey. What, what's that? They're row R. They're not very front row, but they're excellent. Who was the world champion tie-down roper in 1985? She wins it. Joe Beaver, hey, okay. You're going to be our get with my wife right there. Um, you know what? If you're 21 and over, uh, please raise your hand. If you're 21 and over and can prove it, sir, I know that you're 21 and over. Have you ever had a bottle of Pendleton whiskey? Come on up here, sir. I don't think I need to ask for your ID. You look like you're legit. Pendleton Whiskey brings this to us every year. Here's a bottle of Pendleton Whiskey. Who else wants something free? Nothing is free in Vegas. Right there, sir, stand up. Both of you, come here. Yeah, you two. You and you. Come right to the middle. Come right to the middle. No, you don't get it yet. Stand right there. You guys look like your brothers. Do you you all know each other? All right. Do we have some dance music? No, he's like, he's like I, I don't want it that bad. He you wins, know what? Give he, it to him. He wins process of elimination. <laughs> you guys both get him. I was going to put you on the spot right there. You're kind of limped up. Don't get hurt right there. Some Pendleton whiskey. Well, you know, everybody, thank you all for tuning in. We've had the biggest year of rump chat ever. Thank you to Hambone Hilton, our, our uh, host, who is the music director at the NFR. That's do, why he's not do, here today. Doing a great job. Done a, a phenomenal job. Jacob Moorhead. Our sound technician in the corner that makes fun of me constantly. Jacob, do you have one more dig before before we go? Do you? No, no, please leave. <laughs> okay. And how about for our co-host today from Wisconsin, Jesse Knudsen. Hey, don't forget to slip on down to Red River Arenas. Buy anything from a calf shoot to a goat tie and pin. Jersey Jake walking over in the corner. Rodeopatch.com. We got some free patches somewhere. I'll get some more. Stop and get one of these hats. Gold buckle beer right over there. Pro Fantasy Rodeo. Tonight's the last night. Check it out. Rumpchat.com. Thank you all, and we'll see you one year from now. But we'll be back. Thank you, everybody.